0: I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy. I know, I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy. With naja Hall. All right, everybody, this is Naja. We are back for another episode of I Know I'm Crazy. I'm here with a frequent contributor to the Blended Black blog. She also hosts chat and chew which is a relationship forum they discuss hot topics it's for married singles divorcees, blended families it's gotten major here in new york city and um i she wrote a really interesting piece and i was like girl i gotta have you on this week because yes she is talking about the Marsha complex. Now I'm going to share the entire piece that she's written because it's literally genius. I was like, oh my God, I wish I thought of that. (laughs) I'm going to share it on the blog. So go to blendedandblack.com slash podcast to learn more about her and to read the entire blog. So hello, Denisha Bowen. Hi. How how are are you? you? I am good. I am well. I'm so happy you're here as always. I love talking to you. You have such an amazing insight.
1: Uh oh thank you Uh, i'm excited to share this with you i was being like very very particular about the platform that i shared this on that you know just choosing the right platform that would bring life to the series yes i'm happy as you
0: (laughs) you know what i and i appreciate you thinking enough of me and Blended in black to share the Marsha complex because when i read the piece i was like oh god you have to come on the podcast and teach and <laughs> talk about this because it's something that yes. we all do I've been Marsha and I have mm-hmm. been, uh, I've too. been like I'm, I'm the receiving end and the giving in so but first right. though before we get into it and blend it and in, in, in I know I'm crazy tradition I was about to call it mm-hmm. black tradition but and I know I'm crazy tradition and I forgot to tell you this oh god you have to tell us why are okay. you crazy? Denisha, why are you crazy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. I'll choose one of the main Just one. Reasons. Just one. <laughs> one. One in particular that in, is so good because it is just very relative right now because mm-hmm. I was supposed to go to the movies. So I'm glad I thought of this. But um, I have this thing where, like, I avoid certain movie theaters. Because mm. I'm convinced that the seats make my butt itch. <gasps> oh!
0: <laughs> yes! oh my god! Do you remember? It was like five years ago when um, all of the New York movie theaters had gotten infested with bed bugs. Do you remember? That?
1: Yes! Yes! Oh yes! So I think
0: it, I think it's like a real itch, though. I think it's like bed. It bugs. Is. It butt. really
1: is. Oh. I'm very particular about what movie theater I go to, and I will. I will actually. I hate getting there after the credits because I can't look at the seat well. Oh my it's god! not lit. <laughs> so like I need to like before the previews. Like I have to be there before the previews so Oh my god! So you're OCD seated.
0: about your movie theaters. You're you're OCD about yes. Okay, okay.
1: One of my crazies. That's my a good one.
0: No, yeah. Like literally some movies make, some movie theaters make your ass itch and that's not okay. That's like not an okay thing. Okay. So uh, let's get into this article though. So you sent it and the the headline caught my attention. It said, how to identify and resolve the Marsha complex, hatred Mm -hmm. and jealousy from a theoretical perspective. So first, what is the Marsha complex? All right, so the Marsha
1: complex is a, literally a theory that I have coined um and created because uh, for some time I'm like it is deeper than just being a hater or jealous or envy. I'm like there has to be like a real life theory and I'm like even looking through the DSM. I'm like they have to have something. Like somebody has to come up with something because this is so deep rooted and it's it's really like a psychological concern. So I'm like, you know what? You know what it reminds me of? You know, I've I've been through it is what I I had like self-talk. I really sat down one day and I was trying to figure it out. And I was like, retracting some situations and experiences. And I'm like, I think that, and I identified a couple of people, including myself, and I made a connection. And I said, I think that when certain women get a certain amount of attention too much attention not just from men but just from the world or from life or from family or from friends mm-hmm. it causes other people to kind of like uncon- unconsciously despise them Ooh, yes and it's like whether you want to admit it or not you feel a way about this person because of how much everyone else admires them And as I thought about that and I started to construct like different examples, I'm like, oh my God, this reminds me of the little sister from the Brady Bunch. (laughs) (laughs) And I went to Google and I actually like, I was like, what was her older sister's name that she just, she was so envious of her. And I Googled it and I started to watch a couple of videos and it was the exact thing I had
0: pictured. It was, what's the famous uh, term that she used? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. It's (laughs) all about Marsha. Everybody loves Marsha. Yes. And it was was Jan, right? Jan had like the braces, like the headgear and Mm -hmm. cute little blonde curly cues in the front of her head. But then here comes Marsha, who's all gorgeous looking right? tanned and refined. And she's getting attention and everybody loves her. Everybody at school, at
1: home, in the grocery store, everybody loves her.
0: And so, you know, it it appeared to be just simple simple, sibling rivalry or Mm -hmm. jealousy. Mm -hmm. But at what point does this become something that you—you, it's dangerous? Now we know we have a problem. Or now you know that you have a problem with being jealous.
1: Right. So, you know, that is when I started to dig deeper in my research. Because Mm -hmm. on the surface end, you know, with Jan, like you said, that's just sibling rivalry, but there are friends who begin to feel like that. Associates, colleagues, who you know, you know, they're just tired of you getting attention, and Ooh. while it might, you know, it might fester some feelings inside of them where they start to treat you differently, or kind of like, you know, do do, do little slick things toward you. It, like, it, how would it, they treat
0: you differently, or what would they do? What's what are some examples?
1: So, like, examples are like you you can be the nicest person. You know, you, you start to question yourself at a time. Mm. Like, why are these people treating me this way? You can mm. you can you you learn that you can be the nicest, you can do the nicest things, um, say the nicest things. But when there are people who feel a way about you, no matter how nice you are to them, you'll start to notice from their behavior, the things that they say, maybe little slick remarks, those kind of, there's a meme out about like, pay attention to those jokes they have some truth to them
0: mm. so that like that um jokes. like the jokes hey i saw you all doing your thing you think you're cute huh you know uh, backhanded so compliment. So that compliment
1: that was the major one that was on my mind. I remember like being in high school and, you know, the little the girly comment, Oh, you think you're all that. Right. That that has some truth to it because it's not necessarily that you think you're all that, but that person thinks you're all that and they yeah, want I'm like, you. you think I'm all that girl. <laughs> yes.
0: But you feel bad because you think I'm all that when so what about when you have people that are close to you, they see you busting your butt, they know your struggles, they know how hard you've tried, and then when you finally get your opportunity why aren't why can't they be happy for you because they know it was not an overnight thing they know you've earned it it's, What about those people
1: and that and that is where it kind of extends to like, so the people around you, you know, close family and friends, like you said, they wa- They watched your struggle. Mm-hmm. And that too becomes something that is envied. It Surprisingly, as crazy as it sounds, your struggle now becomes something that bothers people because it's kind of like, how does she overcome this after going through all of this How is she, you know, struggling the way she is, a single parent, having to work, having to juggle kids, having no support, but she's still standing. She surpassed me, as a matter of fact. Yes. And that's where it comes from. It's like, those people begin to look at themselves and they compare themselves to you. And they're like, wow, she did this. And look at me right over here making
0: excuses.
1: I don't feel a way, not only about about myself, but now I also feel a way about her.
0: So it's kind of like now your success has forced them to look at them and the missing holes that are in their life. So they're, they're projecting their insecurities onto you. They're like, okay, so now you're bigger than me. You're overshadowing me. Now I feel bad. So now I don't like you when really you should say, damn, I'm not measuring up. I had the same opportunities that you had, but look what you did with it. And look what I did with mine. Hmm. Have you ever heard the, um, the the the, the I, th- I, th- I think it goes familiarity breeds contempt have you heard that one yes i
1: actually i have and so, it is it is 100 true
0: what mm, <laughs> Should mm. be
1: true like uh, i i agree with it it does it really does for some people
0: yeah so i'm gonna read a paragraph here i mean i loved everything about the article
1: Mm -hmm. So I'm
0: going to read this paragraph from the article, you guys. It says, in the past, having to cope with someone's streak of mass admiration meant hearing your immediate family members or school community constantly boast about them. Now that we're in an era of global popularity and, quote, open quote, winning, close quote, being validated via public opinion, it's become easier to watch someone else's life from the outside and begin festering undesirable feelings toward them. When this happens, an individual targets a person and begins to negatively fixate on disliking them. If you're that individual, you'll find yourself despising someone else for no justifiable reason. A good example would be the infamous statement, like we just mentioned, when she thinks she's all that. And you'll create fictitious dynamics of tension with the target, which is really only a projection of how you're really feeling about yourself. How does a person that is creating this false narrative of tension. How do how do we recognize when they're projecting their crap onto us, though? You know,
1: it's funny. It initially it's not recognizable. You kind of like you kind of start to second. This is scary
0: because I'm, like, I'm about scary. to blow up. Like this is scary. I need to know who's about to start hating yeah. on me.
1: No, really, you like you don't recognize oh it at first. God because it's so subtle and like i said it's inside of like those little slick comments or jokes and things But when you oh, really wait. begin to recognize it it's i know it
0: consistent there's a couple of people that i think it's kind of happening with now people that love me like they stop liking my social media stuff altogether. so that so those <laughs> like,
1: are like i've i've actually included indicators in the article oh let me you'll oh begin. snap yes, okay let's go to the indicators
0: to see. Let's mm-hmm. go, let's, let's scroll down to the indicators. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have 14 indicators, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want, we go, I want, we have to go over these because this is so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. So um, the first one is you so signs that you're suffering from the martial complex, you mm-hmm. find things to take attention off of someone else. Break right. that down for us.
1: So you will witness, I don't know if you've ha- ever had this happen, but have you ever had like a streak of a blessing or something good happen to you? And it's kind of like, Oh, oh, that's nice. And then the topic changes very quickly. Yeah. Someone else. Yeah. Like, Oh, but yeah, Shantae, did you see her hair today? That girl could do some hair. And now the attention is taken off of you. Perfect. Just
0: a hater. Hater. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Everybody uses the word hater though. Okay. You, oh, and see number two, you purposely bypass posts of your loved ones or friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we have,
1: we have this thing where people love to say, Oh, I'm not on social media that much. Oh, I didn't see it. I didn't see this. I didn't you see know you
0: saw that damn post. But like-
1: what we forget is that you have that section in Instagram where you slide over and you can see what someone's liking. <laughs> 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 and you can see that liking everybody else's stuff except, <laughs> except for their own, own right. close friend. And, and I will admit about it.
0: Uh-huh. Go ahead. You
1: know what's funny? Other people, because then, you know, you confront the person and, you know, they try to make it seem like you're making a big deal out of it. But yeah. the unfortunate part is that other people recognize this stuff. I had a friend come to me recently, just like last week, and she said to me, she said, Denisha, I have to shout you out because I watch some of your friends and they don't even support you. Oh, so other people see these things like other people start to pick up on who's not liking what, who's not shouting you out, who's not reposting. So, and these are
0: people that should be your biggest Mm -hmm. cheerleaders because you guys chat and chew, Denisha's platform has gotten picked up for TV now. Literally, every single one of her events are sold out, there's not even standing room anymore. So, you know, it's I I remember I think I came to one like a year ago or something, and I was like, oh my god, I got there like five minutes late could not even (laughs) get a seat i was Mm. so proud to stand up because i was like you know this is awesome (laughs) so but one thing about it you purposely bypass post and i will admit because there's someone there's one person who is extremely close to me i grew up with them and you know how everybody else is celebrating you and i'm like do you is this person not seeing this Mm. and i realized i was like oh they're purposely not yeah not liking it which seems so petty mm-hmm. to even care it about does. something it like that because i felt petty even going to look and thinking about it but it does affect <laughs> yeah. you it does. It does. okay so you make plans to sabotage or withhold opportunities that may benefit that person that's no mm-hmm. that's trifling that's evil yeah. right there
1: yeah so it's it's like you know if you think if something is happening that you think that this person might get some shine off of and normally this would be something that you would share with them or, you, you know, kind of give them access to. And you're purposely withholding information, whether it's an event, it's an activity, and you're purposely withholding that information. That's because you're festering those feelings toward them. You don't want them to shine any more than they're already shining.
0: Ooh. Now, I'm not going to read all 14 of them. I'm just kind of mm-hmm. picking and choosing. It's going to be on the blog, though, everyone, if you want to see all of them. Remember, blendedandblack.com slash podcast. But this one here, number five, you're easily annoyed by the sight or mention of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, honey, that means somebody ruffles your feathers that bad, <laughs> and you definitely have the Marsha complex. You can't yes. see her name. You can't mm-hmm. see her stand her face. You mm-hmm. have the Marsha complex.
1: Right, right. It's 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 so crazy to me how... I never understood it into each his own, but I've never understood how people could feel so deeply passionate toward a person that does nothing to them, even if it's like a celebrity, like the way people feel about Beyonce. Like, oh, I oh. can't. What does it do to you? Like, you know, so it's just like, how do you feel that passionate, deep passion of anger and disgust with a person that did absolutely I
0: saw these two girls at the club get into a fist fight over, uh, somebody was a uh, part of the Beehive and the other girl hated Beyonce. They, they literally got into a fight. See? And I was like, <laughs> This was back in college. But this is a long time ago. But I
1: feel like that's deep rooted. Like that's that's more than hatred. That is scary.
0: That's that is some scary stuff. So let's break that down, though. How are you so connected to something that really doesn't have anything to do with you directly? And right. how could how could you harbor such love or hate for it? Like I, I would say this. Like I lo- I loved when I was a kid. I loved michael jackson so much i wanted to be him like i would mm-hmm. dream about him. Mm-hmm. like i watch him mm-hmm. walker every day so i get that kind of like idolation over a celebrity but then when it right. comes to hate the pure hatred and let's let's not even go to celebrities let's just go over somebody that you know somebody yeah. that's in your circle right what is this rooted in let's, let's drill down a little bit
1: you know it, ironically it's rooted in the same thing that you loving a person so much is rooted in
0: mm. if, you, if
1: you get that so you see something in that person that you either admire you you kind of want to live up to um you feel that you're lacking like your love from Michael Jackson it was mm-hmm. just that you felt you were lacking the the skills or I wanted the, to be famous and dance present. and say yeah, like him exactly yeah. there was it, it was things about him that you wanted to oh be my or god you wanted yes you wanted to attain some of those characteristics that he mm-hmm. have. it's yes. the same way with the opposite it's like you see something in this person that you are lacking in yourself and you don't want to admit that so Dang. instead it's easier to just hate them than to admit that you there's something about them that because it takes
0: a lot understand. of self work to mm-hmm. get to wherever that person may be.
1: Right. <laughs> Nobody that loves themselves hates someone else.
0: Oh, oh, y'all hear that? You can't. You you don't love yourself. It's you. I don't think even the two can even coexist. It, it can't.
1: Because I can
0: truly say, like you know, I'm very honest with I, the people that listen to. I know I'm crazy and you know, we talk a lot about personal situations and there's literally no one that has evoked the emotion of hatred out of me. I don't feel me that strongly about anybody and people have me, done some foul things.
1: This, me too. I'm the same way people have done really nasty things mm-hmm. to me, and I still found ways to forgive them or to yeah. move on or forgive and forget. I've found it. There's no one that makes me feel like, Oh, here she go again. Here she's
0: t- it's no one. No Literally. one. And you know what? Just because I know you in real life, and I know that there are some instances where you, you especially have the right. Y'all, um, Denisha is in a blended family just like the rest of us, but she has such an interesting, and that'll probably have to be a whole nother podcast. <laughs> she has yeah. such an interesting blended family dynamic because she has a high conflict stepmother in her life, like real life. Y'all yeah. know I'm team stepmom, but oh my God. Yeah, you yeah. know what, girl, you, you're gonna have to come back on and talk about that. Okay. So let's there's another one on here though that I really like. So signs you're suffering from the Marsha complex. You're you team up with others to defame or discredit them verbally. So basically mm-hmm. you find like another um group of haters and y'all all chime in oh. and cackle oh. about how much you don't oh. like this. So then why continue to be a person's friend if you're going to rally the troops and talk bad about them with right. others? Why so do they do that? That,
1: that saying when, when your haters link up? Ooh. <laughs> it's, that, it's, that, it's that type of thing. Like you find a person that can't stand someone as much as you can't stand them. And together, you guys can have like a can't stand that person party, and
0: you feel better. <laughs> I can't. Well, I think I saw one of the olden quotes from the olden day: "The enemy of my enemy is my friend." Is, not,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is my yep. friend. So let's let's be friends now. Let's all mm-hmm. gang up on this person together. Yep. Okay. So yeah, there's another. Oh, like okay. That. So we're gonna move on after this, y'all. But I really, really, really like this one because I I realized I was like, oh my god, this is real life. So number nine, you only reach out when it's in response to something negative that's happening in their life. Uh, you yep. kind of thrive on their downfall.
1: Mm-hmm. So you, you ever, you ever noticed that when they are amazing, like you said, the thing about liking bypassing a post or, you, you know, you recognize that about a previous um, childhood friend, mm-hmm. you ever notice that when all of these wonderful things are happening, it's kind of a, a silence or, kind of a distance but the minute shit hits the fan
0: you get that call
1: what happened girl
0: oh my god so and so so died i'm so sorry no you're not Yeah. oh my god i see you lost your job oh no Mm -hmm. let me take you out but i'm like where were you when it was time to celebrate yes okay so here's the golden question though so me and you have both felt the Marsha complex toward us have you ever been the disher of the Marsha complex to somebody in your life You know, it's I've never
1: outwardly acted on a feeling of frustration with someone, like, you know, getting their shine or attention. But I've had internal feelings where I'm kind of like, oh, man, she's so (laughs) lucky. You know, like that kind of, oh, she's lucky. She got this. She got that. But it, it would not change how I treated that person. I never let it get that far.
0: Because no, not, you're self aware enough to right. be like, all right, I think. Let me check myself. Am I kind of hating on this girl? Like, right, right, right. And exactly. I've done that too. Funny. Like, are you hating, Naja, or are you jealous? Yeah, we jealousy is a natural feeling. Mm-hmm. I'll
1: say it out loud. Like, I'll be like, oh my god, here she go kissing him again. And then I'll say, I'll be like, I'm just being a hater. <laughs> like, <laughs> it <laughs> to myself like i'm able to admit it
0: so so how is it when you know how you'll see a friend get a new, get in a new relationship and she's all posting pictures on facebook and all gushy over this new guy and it annoys you is is that annoying us because it's like all right i'm, I'm hating on her happiness or her happiness is getting aggravating to me or is there an, an, another reason for that like what do you think about that because i you see know, people do that all the time
1: that has two parts to it honestly um and speaking from personal experience like i could see people i know personally and you know they they're posting their happiness and you know every day every day and it's like you know for me I have a time limit it's like I'm excited for a certain amount of time and then (laughs) after some time I'm like okay we know what your boyfriend looks like you know you've been together
0: for two weeks you posted pictures every day we know like when you 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 kind of
1: oversaturate me that's when I start to feel (laughs) away, and it's not because like I'm jealous or anything, it's just I'm a little over it at that like so yeah. that has like two parts to it where people become over it. But then you do have the people that are kind of like, oh, like they're just pissed off because they're not in that situation. Mm. Like that's not what their life doesn't reflect, you know, that happiness that the person is posting. So they feel away just because and they want to find something wrong. Like, let me now let me research who her boyfriend is and what the real story is. It's because of how they're feeling on the inside. That's a whole different you know, reaction to someone posting their happiness. So you have the side where you're just over it, but you still are happy for them. But then you also have the side where the person truly is envious and jealous and they mm-hmm. want to find something wrong with your situation.
0: Right. So if you find that you're the victim of the Marsha complex, like you have a friend that's Marsha, Marsha, Marsha-ing you, what do you do? How do you combat that? Do you drop her? Do you call her out? Um What do you do? You know, it's,
1: I've been in this situation so much before yeah. I actually came up with this theory when I've i it has taken me down to the point that I've tried to figure out why this was happening. Why am I being treated this way? What did I do? Like it's something I do. And what I learned is that for the people who cannot recognize what they're doing wrong and how their feelings towards you are a reflection of how they feel about themselves, no matter how you have try to have a conversation or bring awareness to them. I had to distance myself. Like, mm. I, it was the only way to make things better was to distance myself. And unfortunately, in most cases, it it kind of, you know. Ended the
0: relationship? It ended the put the nail in the coffin. So is there no way to salvage it? Like, um, I had, like, I remember once, I'll tell you guys a story. So uh, around the time of my wedding, my little sister, who is eight years younger than me, She met this guy and I had been dating my husband for when we got engaged. I think we've been dating for three years now. And I always said that I want to have a very short engagement. And so he proposed on Christmas time. So then two weeks later, I get a phone call from her like, hey, I met this guy. I'm in love. Um, When are you going to have your wedding? Because we want to get married. I said, wait, what? (laughs) Excuse Mm. me? (laughs) Like Mm. I said, I said, now you and I have the same family. So now you're asking the family to be split because I'm not going to ask our family from Chicago to come. I, I doubt if they're going to come to my wedding and whenever that's going to be and then turn around and come back to yours, you know, people right. can't really afford that. And so it created, and I was just like, I cannot believe you are doing this right now. You literally just met this fellow. You picked this random stranger off the internet and it caused such tension in our relationship. And I saw some of the things that my own sister was was doing like she would. I, oh, so this guy like there was so much tension that it it. Like, I, I believe that she started telling him like all my personal business, um, to the point to where I stopped going around. Like I just you know we live in separate cities anyway, and so mm-hmm. when I would go home, I just would probably I just want to avoid her because I also found there was other reasons why it was hard for me to support her relationship. I'm like, I get it. You're happy. You're in love in two weeks, but I've known this person. Like, you know, my husband, you've known Tony for years now. I can't believe you're impeding. Oh, she's like, well, it's so selfish of you. And it's not fair. And it it created this big thing. Like she almost wasn't in my wedding. She ended up getting engaged to that guy and planning and paying for a wedding. Um, Mm -hmm. I only only found out about it because my mom let it slip. Meaning I didn't know that my own sister was getting married because she didn't tell me I Mm -hmm. was not. Yeah, I wasn't welcome. Um, Yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of stuff happened with that guy. Like, he called and got really disrespectful with my dad one time. And I was like, hey, so don't I don't want to see him. I was like, don't ever bring him around me. No, he can't come to the wedding. And my parents, my family was like, oh, well, he has to come. And because she can't come if he doesn't come. I was like, okay, well, I mean, (laughs) I was like, this man disrespected dad. Like, come on, guys. Like, dad raised us every single day. He doesn't deserve that. But... Anyway, so I started to see some of the feelings that mm-hmm. she was expressing towards me. And she used the biggest, one of the biggest moments of my life to kind of come in and impede on it. And it really caused some damage to our relationship. To the yeah. point to where, you know, she and she ultimately she came back around and she expressed some things. She was like, you know, when we were growing up. You never, you moved away when we were 12 because I'm i eight years older than them. So I went off to college when they were 11, 12 years old. So I only lived with them for 11 years of their life. She's like, but whenever you would come home, mom would make us clean up the house from hand to toe. And then her twin sister went um, away to a separate school out of state. So she was like, it was just me cleaning up. Like Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. She was like, mom would be like, hey, your sisters are coming home. You got to clean up. Or your sisters were doing this. She got to help. And she was like, it became, she was like, so all, all of that was on you guys. And I guess I was holding on to that. And we, we had a very honest, transparent conversation. And she's like, you know, you're the big sister. And I always looked up to you and wanted to be like you. And, and I was like, well, you guys are my little sisters. Um, I always tried to make it so that you didn't have some of the struggles that I had. Like I didn't get on a plane until I was 21 years old. Mm. As soon as I got my first, very first corporate job out of college, I think with my first check, I was like, I'm putting my little sisters on a plane to come see me in Dallas because I was living in Dallas um, after, after college, after undergrad, mm-hmm. working there, going to grad school, brought them there and just showed them things because I wanted them to have a head start. But, right. you know, so I understand the whole familiarity, breeding contempt. Yeah. And yeah. having real conversations with people. But right, like you said, everybody ain't able to have that level of nope. self-awareness.
1: Yeah, and when they're uh, not, those are the people you have to distance
0: yourselves from. Oh they're never
1: going to see it with any clarity.
0: How or could anything. you not see that you're being a hater and you're acting different? Because like, oh, Denisha's show is on cable TV now. It's on network TV. Like with you, like mm-hmm. h- how could somebody not recognize that in themselves i find it hard to believe like they gotta know they're being a hater
1: yeah no they they you know no like i said earlier like it's no amount of good that you do or that you are to this person who can't recognize that will ever be good enough nothing you do there will always be an issue with something you do even there if there's nothing connected to you making it an issue they'll they will make it so you even like in my case with Chat & True experience growing the way it is, I have someone close to me who instead of celebrating that and being happy about it, is like, oh, she stole my idea. <gasps> like, what? why would you, you know, like, and, and went on to post that <gasps> on social media and then also like defamed my character.
0: Defamed oh, yeah, we can't character. be friends after that. No, no, no. So this
1: was actually a family member. Defamed <gasps> my character. And this is a family member that I was raised in the same household with. Defamed my character in public, said that I stole ideas from them. All of it was, none of it was true. None of it was true. But to, to the strangers, I it could, you know, it could seem true. It could you be like, something. wow. Oh,
0: they're saying you took something and that they probably mentioned in passing. Like, Oh, I want to talk about relationships. And you actually went and built it out. <laughs> Invested and the, and, a lot and of and money and time. You,
1: and I could see how a person could feel that way if that were the case. But if you're not even in that area at all that's not something you've ever thought about or ever even you know was the idea of yours why are you creating this
0: this this false reality so this is like completely out of left field like there's no more so you weren't even having like a conversation with them ever
1: ever it's it's crazy about this the, the people who were around me now the person the family member I hadn't been close to for years. And when this, when chat & Chew started, it actually started with the people who I was closest with. Like, they were there. Like, these are the people who pushed me to create this platform. It was them who pushed me. Not Mm. this family member that I wasn't even close to anymore. She wasn't even around. She wasn't even at the first one. She wasn't there for the conversation when I was trying to make it. Yeah, so it's just like that kind of envy, it, it that you can't tell a person like that where they're wrong because they have now convinced themselves that
0: they're right fulfilling the way they do about that's so scary though so that like people will really develop an entire skewed perspective Mm -hmm. and a whole backstory of some stuff that did not happen Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and hate you based on their imagination
1: Mm -hmm. and it and it will it will kind of force you to want to be a person that you're not because a large part of me I had to talk to myself before I never responded ever I actually blocked them from my social Perfect. media because Ugh. a large part of me wanted to like respond and I saw where that would go and I wanted to say things that would have been very nasty like things like you know you can't even think of an idea like that which would be the honest <laughs> to God truth like it would be the truth and I'm like the things that I can say I don't want to be that person
0: you like so girl I, can I could destroy you with like five Words. Yes. Don't, yes. you're like i can be petty now don't mm-hmm. don't don't do that you're like i'm human yeah. but you know your your platform and what you've created is far too valuable to let somebody that clearly deserves no credit even have right. a moment of your time that's the way i right. feel about it you know it's like it's- i would i would not dare even acknowledge their existence because yes. you know it's hard for them to acknowledge their own existence that's why they're focusing on yours so hard
1: exactly so hey. i chose to just ignore it and you know eliminate the problem yes overall, but not responding to it and this person like unfortunately family and all does not exist to
0: me anymore i mean you so what so, happens when you see them at the family barbecue or the family reunion
1: i'm very good at pretending people are invisible oh. like, that,
0: like <laughs> so you're not even I gonna say it. hello
1: no, I've, I've already been in that predicament. I, I literally, you do not exist to me. And they Once didn't say I,
0: anything to you?
1: No. Once you treat me a certain way, like I, I, you just don't exist. Like you could have a whole kid and I will have a relationship with your kid and you will just be this invisible person that is connected to this kid. But I don't acknowledge you because I just can't. Because then it, I can't be the bigger person and try to resolve things. That doesn't work. I can't you know, be a petty person and go back and forth with you. That doesn't work. So the only thing that works is to pretend like you don't exist.
0: Yeah. Cause I've gone over my days. I remember I used to always say, Oh my God, be the bigger person guys. Mm-hmm. And I want you to be the p- bigger person on paper. I want you to be, be the bigger person on the internet, um, even in your own mind, but when it comes to letting people punk you out and treat you like trash, you have to show them who you are and sometimes that means hey i don't acknowledge you anymore because you don't have a space in my life i don't value you anymore because you've devalued me Mm -hmm. so since we're on the topic of of girlfriends and homegirls so i just pulled up a post that i put on my facebook page um earlier in the month and so i want you to tell me your thoughts about this because i I know that you'll you'll give some good insight okay it says let me put you on game ladies I, If you find that a good girlfriend gets a new man and she starts slowly pulling back from you, sis has probably projected her underly- underlying dislike towards you onto that fella. And he now thinks you are A, a woman of ill repute, B, a bad or too good of an influence, or C, not a good person. That's the first part. <laughs> That's the first part. Second part, mm-hmm. she's whined and complained about you so much that he's either A, emboldened her to finally get rid of you, B, encouraged her to distance herself, C, since how insecure you make her and begged her, um, and begged her to leave you alone so he can replenish her confidence to fit his own agenda. Also, mm-hmm. ladies, a, new, a woman that tells her new man, all your personal business is not, I repeat, a lifelong friend um so that's a lot that's a whole lot that I said so we can break it down piece by piece and I yeah. wrote that because I was thinking of how our relationships with some girlfriends change after they get in a relationship yeah after they yeah. get a new man and so they you know and I was like I've, I'm kind of seeing some trends here when I'm seeing some of my friends getting engaged and, and I see them making a post next week talking about oh so-and-so's not here anymore and you know it, I find that when when We get a new man, and I'm saying we, I'm including us as women. You know, when we get a new person in our life, a new person of influence, um, they do kind of embolden you to kind of distance yourself. But that means this woman has come in and said some nasty stuff about you anyway. So if you see one of your homegirls and you're like, hey, we don't hang out anymore since you got a new man. Girl, she told this man all your business. He thinks you a a loose slut. He thinks you are Mm not jealous of her. You know, have you ever had that happen though, seeing someone distance themselves?
1: Yeah, yeah, I actually, um, but it's multiple layers to that, Mm -hmm. honestly, but I have had like a close friend that distanced herself from myself and my other close friend when she got in her relationship, and it was in large part of what her boyfriend at the time had been telling her about hanging with us, and his feelings around hanging with us, and then they had gotten married, and, you know, it was kind of like, you can't hang out with single people type thing that's what they <gasps> oh
0: he was one of those yeah, oh,
1: yeah. And she had said it to us she was like you know i'm married now i can't hang with you guys as much like i can't do what you do which i get to an extent right? well i mean what,
0: wait a minute what were you doing i mean you're going to the, uh, the chippendales every night come <laughs> on that's the part
1: that's, what were you doing to, like try to teach myself maybe i just don't know something about marriage because i don't see i'm not out here like wilding out and you know, yeah i'm not like hey girl come cheat
0: you know, like, I'm not, I'm not, so i was confused about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? So I think that kind of fits under um, part C. He has sensed how insecure you make to her, and he's begged her to get away from you so he can replenish her confidence to fit his own agenda. So I'm thinking right. he's like, "Hey, this woman is kind of like an an empty vessel. All I got to do is get her away from this particular group of women because they do inspire her to." Go finish that degree, get a better job, to date a certain type of guy, and I'm yeah. none of those things. Yeah. So let me get her away from these heifers, so I can mm-hmm. build her the way I want her to. Yeah, that's, that's control the whole issue, and that's the worst. Like that. mm-hmm. But if she were to come to you and say, "Oh my God, I can't do what you do uh, now that I'm married," I mean, marriage does change you because you do like you have you have an, an ethical, moral, legal, spiritual obligation to another person. So. It does change you in that respect, but I don't know. I just told my husband today. I was like, "Hey, I'm going to dinner with my friend Stanley and Robin tonight." Like, and he's like, "Okay, you know, you still have a life outside of
1: right. your sp- It's not
0: jail." I and God bless you for jail. In a healthy
1: marriage, you still have that space and time outside. Like, it's it's recognized that you still have a life outside of this marriage in a healthy marriage. Oh. Um, or a healthy relationship too. It's like you no relationship that isolates you is healthy. That's not healthy.
0: Mm. Yes, yes. So what do you do when? Because I know we've we've talked about how do you recognize when someone has when you're experiencing the Marsha complex, whether you're the giver or the receiver. But then that comes with a certain level of being hurt because you want your people that started out with you. You want them to go to the top with you. You know, they've seen your struggle and now you're in the reward phase of it. Mm -hmm. What do you do to, to calm, to fix your own heart? Because it's heartbreaking when you have a person that you loved that becomes one of your, I don't want to say haters, but you know, Mm -hmm. what do you do?
1: I I think again, it, it, you could have a conversation if it's possible. You could try your best to have that conversation if it's possible. But it goes back to kind of like what I did. You sometimes you literally have to distance yourself, and and this, the the distance happens accordingly. It's situation by situation. Like some people, I just don't hang out with them as much. Some people, I kind of hang with them, you know, in in certain groups groups of friends and families in in certain settings and some people i just don't speak to them at all so it just depends on who the person is so do you have
0: to give like a breakup speech to this person like hey i see you're not you have the marsha complex now and um i'm just gonna disconnect from you or is it something you just kind of let slowly die
1: it's 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 something you kind of let slowly die because if you are not able to tell them what you believe to perceive that the issue is without them getting offended or defensive then you have to let it slowly die some people you could sit and like I've had that conversation one time only only because the person was able to admit to themselves they you know we were having issues and they were doing those little slick things to me and making those slick comments and i chose to just disconnect myself from them and months later they came back around and apologized to me and they were like this is what the problem was and she said it she said you know i was in a space where i wasn't feeling good about myself and i got tired of seeing you like post certain things like she admitted it she was like i just got tired of seeing it if someone is able to do that, you can have that conversation.
0: So are them. you able to trust them again though? Because it's not like you're gonna fall off and your I life's couldn't. only gonna get better. So I I'm couldn't. like, girl, thank you for the self-introspection. <laughs> but like, hey, I've- by the way, now I'm doing <laughs> now I bought a building. Like, you know, do you not share your accolades with them if <laughs> if they've been able to admit it? Like that's gonna change the relationship though. yeah and it
1: it did and it's not the same and now it's more so of like an associate it's in a passing type thing like oh hey oh good job nice oh life is wonderful now like it's completely different it's not it's not the same because you think back to what happened and now you feel like that hesitation of sharing the great spots of your life and you're not sure how it would make them feel. And that's all you could think about.
0: So the scary thing about this is for all the people that we can kind of feel that are, were once our supporters and were supporting us on the way up, um who are distancing themselves or have this martial complex. We can for those that we can feel there's probably hundreds out there that we don't even know about that are secretly watching and lurking. What do you do to protect your energy from that? I mean, I know what I do and I can I'm going to share that with you guys, but I want to know what you do, Denisha. What
1: you know what I do is all about who I surround myself with. I'm I'm very I'm very particular and careful now that I've learned, you know, I'm still learning. You know, my cousins love to say, like, I sure know how to pick them when it comes to friends. <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, God, like, what kind of friends do you choose, girl? Oh, like, my God. But um, I'm still learning. But now I'm getting more particular with the energy that I feel Mm. when I'm around someone and when I'm associated with someone and when I'm sharing good things, I'm more like aware of the energy and how I'm going to, what capacity I'm going to deal with that person. And that's what I do now. So I'm, I'm particular about who I keep around in my space and the type of energy I keep in my space. Mm. And then for those people who I really can't, you know, on the outside looking in and I don't have to deal with them every day and we're not closely acquainted, I kind of like filter out that, that negativity. It's like you'll see yeah. things somebody that you may not hang with every day and you're not that close to them, you know, you'll post something and then they'll turn around and say something negative that kind of seems like it's connected to what you what you posted yeah, and I just they're, they're literally subliminal shots. You mm-hmm. oh. like Yeah. Those I put a lot of people on mute now
0: oh my god mute and block thank you so like those are so awesome mm-hmm. so what I do is I, I'm very very particular about the things that I share um a lot oh, of the, yes. the, a lot of things that I share um I'll share them when it's too late for anybody to throw their negativity out and do something okay. about it like, I'll be like oh like by the time I shared that today show thing I had known about it for a month mm. and I was like you know, and I made the little video for it the day I found out but I was like you know what, I'm gonna wait Because I don't want, like, people are, people will really try to throw you off to the point to where Mm. they start calling producers. Hey, Mm. don't do this. And I don't know of any, thank God, I have some beautiful people that I collaborate with. I don't know of any haters, but I'm sure they're out there. Like, there's certain Mm. people, like you said, that just don't want to see you win. So I would say don't share your plans with anybody Mm. until it is solid. Don't, Mm. you don't have to post about everything that you're going to do. Mm -hmm. Do not do that. So, okay. So what about forming new friendships? Because I kind of feel like this, while it's great to have the same people that are in your corner, um, when you were in the struggle and now that you're in the reward season of, of the transition, you know, while it's great to, to still have that, some of those people do fall off. And we have to acquire new friends at the level at which we are. So what about meeting new girlfriends? Like, is is How do you go about that? Because I know you said your cousin says you don't. You know how me to sure. pick well, <laughs> I, I'm not a no new friends type of person. Like me and you met a couple, was it last year or the year before last? Yeah, yeah,
1: last year. Yeah, like mm-hmm. me and Denisha
0: met at... Um, this uh at uh, a ball that she's on the board mm-hmm. of like she's one of the people that puts it on huge 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 charity event um in harlem and she was with yeah. this fly group of girls and i don't remember how exactly we connect <laughs> uh maybe yeah we, we got, was it strange social media or something was that yeah, it?
1: yeah yeah we we are girlfriends we're kind of like behind the the planning promotion portion yes. of the Harlem Habit board. Like we support with the promotion of, and the outreach and awareness of the yeah. ball. So um, I met you, like you at said, at the there. ball. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we, you- um,
0: you know, I mean, real recognizes real. We were like, oh my God, yeah. girl, you fly. She's like, thank yes, hey, yeah. yes, yes, yes. you. Know, and they were like, let's exchange. Cause I, I cannot, I don't have in, any enemies, but I got a whole bunch of friends. I have yeah. girls I can call up, you know, a lot of women friends. So I'm not one of these chicks that doesn't have any girlfriends cause they don't trust chicks. Like, yeah, right. I yeah, need my no, own no. I need yeah. my girls. Um, yeah. But I, I do feel like there's something about being open to, um, forming new bonds based mm-hmm. on where you are now and people that are going to the next level of where you are still not spiting your old ones
1: yeah but that's the important thing you have to when you are gaining these new friendships it has to be with the intention of people who are going the direction that you're going and you'll see less of those problems it's very hard yes. to be friends and be close with people who are not doing similar things to you it's even in relationships even if i date and somebody's not kind of like, you know, as ambitious as me, or they're not where they want to be in life, it causes a problem in the relationship, even with a man. So mm. it's the same thing with friends. If they're not where they want to be in life or family, they'll start to like, you know, you won't mesh as well as you would have when you were where they are now. Yes. So you have to form those new friendships with people who are kind of like doing similar things to you, or they're, they're where you are, they're headed in the direction that you're going. Yeah. Yeah. I, guarantee you see less of those problems
0: you really do you know it's kind of like let's just say you move away from home to go to college but you still have a group of friends that stayed back in your hometown Mm -hmm. And when they come back, you know, they look different. They get, they're talking different. They might even bring some of their college friends with them and you know, they have different interests now. And then you have a certain set of different interests too. Now I I personally, I've been able to still maintain a friendship with somebody in that situation. Like I left for school. She chose to stay home and get married and have babies. And we still, like, she's not a hater at all. Um, Been my friend since sixth grade. But, you know, that's so rare because everybody else kind of, you know, they kind of right. distance themselves. But you do have to find people at your level. You've got to find yes. people that uh, can appreciate where you are. And, you yes. know, on that note, on that note, I'm not going to hold you any longer. This has been such a beautiful conversation. Yes, this I love anything it. Anything that you wanna add, um, that I want to add that I may have left out from the article? I want I,
1: to add that, you know, two things. What you mentioned about not sharing too much, I think that's a real thing. And we really yes. have to, as friends and family, we have to set aside our pride and our need to know. And we have to understand that people have to protect their their yes. blessings. And yes. it's not anything against you when someone doesn't want to share right away. Because I've learned, and I think it's so scary and true, when I start sharing like new people I'm dating or new things that I'm doing, the minute I share it, something
0: goes left. Yeah, and exactly. Like, <laughs> Girl, I think the people, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't believe in voodoo and all that and witchcraft <laughs> crap, but people will really throw their nasty ass just g- yeah. your way. Mm-hmm. That they ugly, wish- dark mm-hmm. energy your way. And then boom, something. Yep. So that's why I say, okay. You know, wrong. I tell my girls, I'm like, listen, girl, don't post that you got a man don't Just post it your honeymoon. Like, don't even tell.
1: Don't tell these it. haters. Said, Next time, I feel like I don't want to present anyone until we're about to get married. Girl, it, yes. Because I just feel like sharing too soon, it opens the door for too much negativity. Like, let me enjoy this person and learn them on my own. And let me enjoy this blessing and learn it. I don't want to tell you every, if I, I have a meeting with, and nobody's
0: obligated to tell you their personal business. No, not at all. Like, why do we feel like people have to tell us every move they make so that we can go ahead and get ourselves pissed off early about it? Like, and that's
1: what I said. Like, what is what is the end goal? What? It, why do I need? I don't need to know anything that people do not want to share with me until they want to share it with
0: me. It doesn't change my life to know ahead of time
1: what you're right. doing. Like, it
0: not even a little no bit. Not even a little bit. So stop thinking that people owe you an explanation on the intricacies of their life and their situation. They have their reasons and I guarantee it's not about you, baby. It's not all about you.
1: Unless it directly affects you. Yes. You have to be involved. You don't need, no one needs to be involved in my relationship or in my dating. Like Mm -hmm. they don't. So you don't need to know until, you know, I, I tell you I'm very happy and this is the next step. That's when you need to know. Like or right. something is wrong. Maybe you need to know.
0: And the other thing yes.
1: the other thing is that this whole Marcia complex, um, besides it being in like the vicinity of friends and family, I'm beginning to see which is why I wanted to address it, I'm beginning to see it a lot with this whole women's empowerment movement.
0: Oh, ooh, break and, that down real quick, huh? Oh. Yes,
1: yes. So we have this is becoming trendy to say that we are out here empowering our sisters and women's empowerment, empowerment, this and empowerment, that when you are meeting people, especially in these networking atmospheres and they are not empowering you. In fact, they're intimidated by you. If something good is, you know, if you have something good going on or it sounds like it could be something major and now they're trying to hold you back because they Mm -hmm. see something in you that might be a little bit better than them or they want to keep that control in their Girl. direct circle.
0: Yes. And it's,
1: it's a, it's a huge part of the martial complex. It's like, you don't want this person to shine more than you're shining. So get them out of here. And we have to stop that. It's not empowerment. It's a lie. You are empowering who you want to empower. You're not meeting a a stranger, a woman who's a stranger to you, for the first time and you want to empower her, you are picking and choosing who you want to empower. And, that and you is, know how, you how they pick and things. choose
0: though? They pick, when you see these women that are steps ahead of you and they mm-hmm. take a keen interest in you and then all of a sudden they stop, they mm-hmm. realize that, you know what? This person is going to surpass me. Mm-hmm. or They realize that you're not being humble enough and you're not showing them deference that they mm. feel like they deserve. You're not applauding them and you're not basically kissing their butt. And so right. they don't still need to be fed if they're in a position of power. And so they're not going to fool with you. And then they will try to block opportunities from you. Right. Miss you Don't play that, babe. <laughs> I don't, I, I do not. I do not adhere to that. I don't subscribe to that at all. There is more than one way to skin a cat, as we say in the South. And I firmly believe that what God has for me is for me. There's nothing right. anybody can do to take an opportunity right. away from me. That's already right. Cause it's already mine anyway and right. maybe that's why you know i have a lot of old ladies that are my mentors and but they're very strong women and they're right weak women don't fool with me i, I can tell mm. when somebody's a weak woman because she ain't gonna like me yeah because baby i can't do nothing for your confidence i'm focused on my own over here like, I'm right. like you, gotta, you gotta be self-sustaining so yeah the women's empowerment girl that's like a whole nother sister girl <laughs> that's a whole nother thing like I, yeah. oh god we just, gotta do better so with that we have to do better <sighs> can we do better ladies? But first we have to be whole within ourselves. Mm-hmm. But what advice if there's a person out there and she's, you know, a, a Marsha complex type of girl, she's seeing all her friends surpass her, her girl, her sister's getting married and, or her best friend just got a promotion or, and her other friend just got a TV show or, um, chat and she was about to blow up and her life is still stagnant. What advice do we have for that woman?
1: You have to do some some self-reflection. Start with self-reflection and don't start with the negative. Start with the positive things about yourself. Like You have to pull back when you're focusing too much on someone else and what's happening in their life. And it begins to, you feel it internally. It begins to make you feel the way you have to pull back and you have to start doing some self-reflection.
0: Mm. what is it
1: about this person that is making me feel this way is it something real is it something true is it is it a reality am I creating this you know in my brain is it something I'm just making up now what is it about me that is good and I could actually focus in on and and maximize that good thing about me and just you know build on that and build other good things about me like I think that people really have to do some self-reflection we are all different we are different people we are individuals and what I may be great at someone else may not be great at what someone else is great at I'm not great at but I'm great at something else different from them and we we have to better appreciate the great things about ourselves and so that we don't feel that way about someone else that's the advice I would give a person like that <laughs> if they came into like a private session with me to talk about you know how they feel and their yeah their, their relationship with even the, I don't just do the intimate relationships between man and woman but your relationship with your co-workers your friends your family your colleagues like even those relationships just a lot of it our relationships are affected of by how we feel about ourselves.
0: Mm. And I think it's okay. I think it takes a very big woman to admit and say, um, I don't feel whole. I feel incomplete. I'm not happy with the way my relationship, education, finances. I, I, I don't like myself right now. I right. admire the woman that could say those things. And, uh, you know who I admire more though? the woman that'll get up and do something about it and attack right insecurities because i'm in attack mode every day i'm attacking my insecurities and because social media mm. will make you feel like you're not enough
1: oh yes
0: like yes. it'll show you like you're sitting at your desk at the office and then you're watching your homegirl zip line in fiji and you're like damn what have i done wrong on this, to be not be doing this on this yeah, wednesday
1: yeah. you know like- I, <laughs> I want people to start to to move away from feeling negativity towards other people for whatever you don't know anyone's life like they could be on that vacation and god forbid they got noticed that you know they they're dying in six months to the extreme god God forbid like
0: you don't right and this is their bucket list vacation or or they're using their loved one's death benefit to pay for that vacation so if they suffered a loss and we have to consider that you know, mm-hmm. or they, or yeah. even if they have good fortune, honey, and they got a great life, and they win, it's still their money and their time. And so, yeah. you know,
1: I but, I really want us to move away from you know looking at people and feeling a way a negative way about ourselves, and be more inspired. Like I like to look at people doing wonderful things, and it gives me like a push, like a umph to be like it yes, really does. A, go harder,
0: especially if you have friends in those positions. Like why, mm-hmm. you know, those are your allies. Those are, you know, why do you not want allies that are in higher positions than you? Because if these people love you, then they will reach back for you when they have a chance. You know, yeah. they will. So, Damn. Denisha Bowen, everybody. Denisha, thank you so much. Chat- and Chew. You. If you're ever in New York, I'm going to include all the information. You guys have to attend a session of Chat and Chew. It gets hot. It gets heated. It gets sexy. It gets spicy. It gets all those things. Everything is going to be in the yeah. blog. linenandblackcom podcast if you want to read all about Denisha and her beautiful work in the community and in the realm of millennial relationships. All right, everybody. I will see you thank Tuesday. You. I will have see you on night. I Know. Oh, I'm crazy Tuesday, Denisha! Thank you so much for having me. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy. I know, I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy.